The love of the purple one is a lifelong fantasy. What does this have to do with any narcissistic type of theme? Just sit tight, you'll begin to see. Everything is interconnected, crossed, with one moment leading to the next. Life provides the fire, but you provide the wind. In other words, life is clearly a series of choices. The risks you do or don't take, the seemingly meaningless decisions we all make, all a part of our fates. So, remember to seize the day. Okay, so, Prince, right? He was so much fun, so dangerously coquettish, teetering on both the lines of man and woman, androgyny, the best to ever do it. We loved him so and the charm consumed us. We all know Purple Rain, Let's Go Crazy in 1999, but take a deeper look into his musical anthology, the so-called B-Sides. You will be captivated by his mystery. You might even fall in love. I think it happens to all of us at one point or another. His music is timeless and his charm seemed eternal. I remember the first time I was introduced to a different side of the international lover. It was a show, an exotic male review, the first of a few of my addictions. The man who moved his hips to this was pure seduction. He danced to a door at the end of the night of course, I already knew who Prince was, but I think that was the beginning of my crush, my purple love affair. Yeah, that was the night. I said to my friend, this song is so sweet, but yet I am a little turned on. Too young to understand how both feelings could come from one song. I guess the undulating male dancers help egg that feeling on. I had no idea that his music would be weaved into the soundtrack of my life, various occasions with lovers and friends alike. I remember one night when we analyzed the beautiful ones, the passion, the boldness, the raw feeling of that song. Do you want me, he screamed, and every woman dreams of a man to want you with such vigor and tenacity. We often blasted Prince amongst our groups of guy friends, playing songs like The One as tutorials, emphasizing the words, making them listen, slowly seducing and pulling them into the purple, unbeknownst to them. And I don't think I understood how deep my crush was for him back then. I mean, of course, I thought he was cute, but it was his music and vibe that had me convinced. I remember he went on tour and my boyfriend and I wanted to go but couldn't afford tickets to the show. Flat broke. After college, I was sick with defeat. I was missing my chance to sneak a glimpse at the musical maestro. I knew one day I would see him live, though. So, to the back of my mind, did my little crush for him go. I remember his 50th 
birthday picture on the cover of that magazine. We oohed and odd at his physical appearance, his reinvention, it seemed. Since his music was so timeless, it was always a treat. So we stayed analyzing his lyrics from time to time until the wee hours of the morning. New songs, no matter the year, meant new discoveries. Black Sweat was an eclectic and electric new jig. Incense and candles added to the sultry list of tunes that more than set the mood, like most of his songs do. I remember one time feeling connected to the vibe of a song titled Somebody's Somebody. I was a new girl in a new town, miles and miles away from home. Gosh, I still love that song. It made me feel seen and heard, less alone. Now, there are several years where my infatuation for him seemed to dim. I think we all lost track of his whereabouts for a minute. Then, a few years later, he popped up at a show in New Orleans. Unfortunately, it was a bad time for me, so I couldn't attend. But I promised myself I'd fulfill this dream. I would find a way to see my prince. You know, during a time when you least expect it, life will invite you into a carpe diem situation. Again, seize the moment because you mostly regret the things you never got a chance to do. So I found myself in a new position as a volunteer service giver at a theater and usher in exchange for free shows. I figured, what could it hurt, right? Plus, I was looking forward to all the theatricals. Little did I know that my very first show would be with the sexy symbol himself, Mr. Poetry. He was coming to town with just a piano and a microphone. I was shocked to receive the Prince invite email as a brand new usher. I signed up to work near the front row. There was no way I was missing this show. Can you imagine my excitement and then fright a week later when he got sick? I knew something was a little off, even then, because he never really canceled shows, but in pure royal fashion, he was ready to go, that is, to perform the following week. I was subconsciously worried about his health, but, of course, still ecstatic to see him. So, the night of the show My nerves all over me, people texting me, wishing me well, waiting for me to come back with all the juicy Prince details. It was highly exciting. I remember standing in the theater against the wall, watching the closed curtains and feeling so nervous moments before they opened up. What would he sing? Oh, please, please sing Adore. That song speaks to me. He suddenly starts talking and I start screaming, usher uniform and all. He had a big and perfect afro and a purplish metallic-like jumpsuit looking oh so princey. A beautiful man indeed. He belted out those songs and gave us everything that we needed.
He played with the audience, made it a sing-along, then made us redo a note if the note was just a little off. (laughs) He made a lot of interesting song selections, starting the night off with When Will We Be Paid, which was such a provocative choice. He wasn't afraid to be bold, though. One of the things we loved about him the most. He began a song I had never heard called Black Muse by stating that he wanted to talk to his sisters. I later researched the song lyrics to fully understand what you meant by that, mister. He sang cream and gave us positive messages in between. He said, look at yourself in the mirror when you sing. The words that went, this is it. It's time for you to go up the wire. You will hit because you have the burning desire. As the saying goes, it was indeed lit because something was sparked within me, a new zest for life, a fresh feeling, the end of an old chapter. And I walked away with a healing again, a deep feeling. The kind that says you only live once, so make it count. Give it all you've got. Never count yourself out. You have something to offer this world, a message to send. And because of that, life will never be easy, but you must bend. Bend to the divine trajectory given. It is a gift. And as the concert came to an end, Prince was saying what he may or may not have known to be his final goodbyes, walking from one end of the stage to the next, soaking up the adoration, enjoying the vibes. I waved as much as one could when he was faced in my direction. He had on dark shades, though, so it was hard to tell if he looked at me. I screamed, we love you, Prince, hurting the ears of the patrons around me. But honestly, everyone was screaming. So my love fell into the sea of the auditorium with all the other cheers. He didn't want to leave the stage and we didn't want him to either. He left and came back for one more song and left and came back again, (laughs) like to tease us. And we enjoyed every single moment the smoky stage the lit candles the royal essence the way he effortlessly charmed the crowd he gave us purple fever and as he walked off the stage for the final time my eyes were blessed to watch the coolest walk that anyone could think of with his hand up giving the peace sign you had to see it wow i thought That's the walk of a musical genius. So high on cloud nine for the days that followed, I had his new CD that they gave out for free at the concert. I had my fresh memories and adrenaline still pumping. I started re-listening to all his old stuff, the oldies but goodies. It felt like someone had lifted me up and I was floating. So excited to have finally seen him live, but not gloating. 
It wasn't that type of energy. See, what he did that night was transfer a good feeling to the crowd, telling us to follow our dreams, imparting good tidings. A mere week later, my bubble was burst and the rug was quickly pulled from under. The day CNN reported that my prince was dead? No, not he. It can't be. I just saw him. He was dancing and singing. I wouldn't believe it at first. The first stage of grief hit me immediately. Denial. Now, what happened after this? Gets a little fuzzy. Fuzzy because it felt so real, yet at the same time, ethereal. Woo-woo stuff. The mystical. As I was standing in the mirror, sad, in a state of mourning, I heard Prince ask, may I have this dance? As international lover poured out the speakers. The song played and my hips began to sway from side to side as the tears welled up in my eyes. And the best way I can describe this feeling was as if Prince was there and we were on a date. My mind was in a lovesick state. We were performing on stage. I, his willing background singer, dressed to the nines, slowly swaying as he crooned and took notice of my hips, subtly flirting and taking a glance at my lips every few moments. Actually, this feeling would prove to last for several months after this. I just couldn't stop the tears because the intense mourning was inevitable. I had just been taken to euphoria, riding high for a short period of time and then slammed back down to the ground again within a week's time. I just couldn't understand why. Why did this happen? Why was I in the crowd of the last concert of this musical icon, a part of history? He literally died a week later. The shock was pulsating. But again, what did all of this mean? All I knew was that I felt an uncontrollable sadness mixed with it deep love for Prince. So I decided to take a trip into his musical poetry, which turned out to be a very strange and liberating ride for me. I already knew all of his hits and popular sexy type of songs. I knew Adore, my personal fave, Scandalous, Little Red Corvette, and all the others. What I didn't know was that he had produced 39 albums for his fans to choose from and created his own internet group with several followers and secret concert meetups, aka the MPG Music Club. There was so much that I had just not known of. What a legacy. He asked if I wanted to get lost in the mellow of his mind. I said yes and confirmed that it was about time that I get time alone with you. I have been patiently waiting for several years for this. Baby, come through. So as I lay there on my bed, exploring and listening, I heard the live piano version of When I Lay My Hands on You. 
and I couldn't move. It was that beautiful. Eight minutes of pure piano bliss was enough to put me in a trance with Prince. But then he starts singing the following. The message you're about to hear is not meant for transmission. It should only be accessed in the privacy of your mind. The words are intense. So my dear, if you dare to listen, take off your inhibitions and meet me between the lines. Whoa. I just love how he leaves everything up for interpretation. You know? He transported me and I gladly followed to a place where it was just him and me as he so instructed. And as he promised, the music went all around my mind slowly in time and I felt him all around me, wooing me, seducing me, spending time in a special space with him through his sensuous tunes. What a gentleman, that dude. A prince. From then on, I was stuck in a prince rut, and I couldn't see my way through. I could only see my love for him. I would go to work, listen to Prince, sneak in the bathroom to secretly cry and mourn a little bit. And by the time I got home, it was evenings with Prince, his movies, his music, his interviews, his friends. I was only turned on by him. Listen, I was only attracted to Prince. I had to keep this a secret as not to startle anyone especially my fiancé. He knew I was mourning, but didn't know how deep this thing went. I didn't want to hurt his feelings, so I kept it all in. To be fair to him, plus I knew it would pass, but when? I was several weeks in, and I couldn't let anyone know what type of mourning had completely taken over me. Apparently... I was obsessed and needed an outlet or therapy. Then in comes the Prince family. I found my way to some Facebook groups with Prince as the main theme. Wow, this is where I can vent. Here are some people like me. I introduced myself and then it was pretty much smooth sailing. We all encouraged each other to vent, mourn, and share our Prince stories. We laughed and cried, analyzed his lovers and lyrics, planned bus trips and cruises, shared pics and music, and everything in between. I led many posts encouraging the Prince family to vent their feelings. We got through his death together as a group by sharing what we were really feeling. As to my surprise, there were others who had similar feelings to mine. Some went a little too deep on the far side. But who am I to judge, right? As months went by, we would find ourselves healing. My new group was really helping me to get through these complicated feelings. 
Again, there were virtual Prince movie nights, purple parties served with pancakes on the side, purple paint and sips with purple dresses and purple drinks that were specialized for us, the purple people. I had a good time. Still dealing with the shock of his sudden death, but I was having fun with my purple cousins. I was dealing. What I still had to address was the feeling of romantic love for Prince. I was getting married shortly. I had to put an end to it. I decided that everything happens for a reason. And granted, some reasons you may never know. Mysteries. I decided that I was simply blessed to be a part of his last show. My prince just couldn't leave this earth without coming to see me. An unforgettable time in history. As a wise person said, love isn't love until it's past. So I said to myself, let me take this love and put it back into my new husband who was physically there with me. Though the love's still there, I ended the spooky love affair. I told Prince that I simply cannot love you anymore. I kept replaying that song to let myself know I was for sure. And as I jump back to the future, I can't help but to wonder if our Prince made others suffer. I know, I know, I don't want to think about that possibility. Plus, I don't think a narcissist could be such a prolific writer with such deep and complicated emotions and thoughts. Or can they? I don't know. It's not for me to say. I just noticed some things. Like when I had my awakening and realized that life wasn't what I thought it to be and there were monsters all around me. A hazy level of infatuation for Prince dissipated. I remember standing in front of his picture in my house asking if he was real or one of those things. I just remember being so pissed off at the world and the lies that were told that even my baby Prince got some of the blame. In addition, I observed the ones closest to him that never seemed to walk away unscathed. In any case, maybe he just had traits like most of us. In addition, I have the book from Maite. I went to her book signing after Prince passed away. I consider her the luckiest girl in the world for a time. She definitely had her moment to shine. She came of age while experiencing a unique love from the purple lover himself and simultaneously being featured as his love adorned star girl in his shows and videos. She danced gracefully around the stage at a time when a woman is allowed to feel, well, the most beautiful. She was literally captivated and taken in by a prince. Again, the luckiest girl in the world for a time. Well, maybe second to Cat Glover, in my humble opinion. Cat had the pleasure of starring with Prince in the very electrifying tour, which is my personal favorite, Love Sexy, of course. The way she and Prince flirted and suggestively danced around the stage together like teenagers in front of the world to see, 
I don't see how anything tops it. She was the gorgeous and sassy hot thing in his production at a very creative time in his career. Plus, she mostly experienced the stage prints, not the side of him that he kept within. Cat rode that wave, had a lot of fun as imagined, but also got to walk away with her heart in place and dignity. What an experience that had to be. So, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Which brings me back to his first wife, Mate. Yes, I took pictures with her at the book signing and gifted her a bottle of wine. She seemed like a very nice woman. From what I experienced, she had a good vibe. Actually, she had prints all over her. Like she shared a piece of his personality. Enmeshment. She stared at me with a smile that was quite friendly and intriguing. What was she seeing? I suppose the sincerity within me. She was quite captivating in her own right. Again, she seemed cool to me. I still haven't read her book, though. I'm just not ready. I always want to see him like my Prince Charming, mask fully intact. You know what I mean. What I learned from this experience was invaluable. Sometimes the most priceless moments end up being the most painful. And I accept that God blessed me to see you. I will never forget the light energy you had on that evening. I could sense that you had been talking with God. It was totally serene. You were on assignment to respark dreams and give your last bit of positive energy to those of us that were open to receive. I can't help but wonder if you had took some time for you instead of performing for us, just maybe you'd still be here. That said, I am grateful for your personal sacrifice, but just didn't think it would be the last time I'd get to see you. I wasn't ready. And honestly, I don't think you were either. However, I do understand and believe that you finished your journey here. You inspired. You poured out everything you had, good or bad. All artists can look to you for inspiration. I know I can. You always talked about love and pointed people to the direction of God with much pride. As you said, there will be peace for those who love God a lot. I believe you are at eternal peace now. Also, I no longer feel silly for claiming to love someone that I didn't really know personally because God commanded us to love everyone with that godly love. That's how it's supposed to be. So, I continue to say farewell. And until we meet again, as always, Prince, I wish you heaven.